Naturalized. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Bean United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. So many things to get into today. We have got a lot of big news in the city of Columbus when it comes to sports. We are going to talk about how some of that news that isn't soccer related impacts the soccer in this city, of course. It really uh, just impacts the city. Impact, yes. We live in Columbus. We love Columbus. We're going to talk about this huge news that the jackets and the crew both seem to be making mm-hmm. of late and you love to see that. So we're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk about uh, a roller coaster of a game <laughs> in the midweek for the crew. We will get into some of that, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, the coach. We will talk about all that. And also the noticeable absence of a future DC United manager. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) Uh, That was a little bit of a thing. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk all about that. Uh, We'll talk about Beamer's English club. Plucky little underdogs. They are Manchester United. Hey, just beat Liverpool. Oh, well, you know what? That's fair. I didn't even the bank. (laughs) Didn't didn't consider that that might actually Klopp like a hundred and so games to win his first trophy trophy. Eric Ten Hag, one game, one trophy. Mm-hmm. He's already putting it together. That's right. Uh, but no one knows what's going to happen with Cristiano Ronaldo. So we'll we'll try to figure that out. And of course, there's this little bit of business to do about this thing called Hell is mm. Real. Sunday at Lower.com Field. The Columbus crew taking on FC Cincinnati. Or as I like to call them, Kentucky FC. Yes. And as I like to watch, they all light themselves on fire whenever you say that. Because we're like, Cincinnati's not in Kentucky. And then I have to say, yes, I know that's the joke is that all your fans, though, live in Kentucky. They don't even live in Ohio. And then they even get more mad and I enjoy it. So <laughs> we can just keep going with that as much as we want. Anyway, we'll get into all that throughout the show. But here's the first thing we got to talk about. And it has to do with hell is real. Mm-hmm. Sunday, that game is what? 730? Yeah. Lower.com field. Huge game. Massive. Ridiculous. Everything you could want in this game. And we'll get into all the implications there, right? There's. A new player that you've never seen going to be on the field for the crew. You've got literally a playoff spot, even though we're far away from the playoffs right now. Currently, the line is in between two of the these two teams. Yeah. So whatever the result is could change that. All that and more is huge at 730. 3 to 5 p.m. Zaftig Italian Village. Yep. Sunday, the 17th. That is where you need to be because we will be at Zaftig. Beamer and I are going to be there. Yep. Just hosting a pregame party. I don't even know if we're going to be hosting it. We're going to be there. I'm just going to be there. Right. I, I have been uh, told we will have. Actually, I, should, I haven't been told. I've been given a sticker, <laughs> a hell is real sticker that was made for. I want to point this out. It was made for our show mm-hmm. on the sticker. They have the hell is real logo, which looks very cool. It'll yep. fit nicely on your laptop or a water bottle or car or whatever you put these things on. What, however you use them. But that sticker has Zaftig Italian Village's logo on it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Good for them. Has the fans logo on it. Yep. We work for the fan. Makes sense. We do work for the fan. Does it have a Bone and Beam <laughs> United logo on it? No. So, Who came so, up with that? I, well, his name's Sticker Brad. Mm-hmm. I assume it was Sticker Brad. Slash Stupid Brad. Slash Sticker Brad. Anyway, 
So whatever. I don't know who came up with it. I don't know who did it, but it's a fine looking sticker. It is a fine looking sticker. And and I sent you a picture of it and you just were like, did you do that? And I said, no, Brad did that. And then you said, why isn't our logo on it? And I said, you know what? Great call. I don't know why our logo's not on it. It's a really good point. That's That should have been there. Now, I also did know this, Beamer. We've got some cool drink specials and food yeah. specials there. Mm-hmm. So there's a $5 fireball fireball option, mm-hmm. which will be wonderful. And then also, because again, everything's hell is real. You want it to be hot, spicy. You, That's right. Yeah. We're also going to have some wings, $7 wings, mm-hmm. with, I'm told, a special hell is real sauce. Yes. I love it. I hope it's, I I, I can't wait to try I'm a that. spicy food guy. Like, I, I love spicy food. The hotter, the better for me. The worst day, to the worst day, the next day, to start my day, the better. Bone, um, I'm very excited about this. Getting together, yeah. me and you, before the game, uh, everybody's everybody's obviously welcome. Very excited uh, to get down there to Zaftig. But yeah, $5 fire, fireball, $7 wing special, whole new sauce that they created just for this game uh, and this event that we have going on. Yeah, we're going to be there, hanging out at the bar, drinking beers, pre-gaming for the game. What's oh, better than that, man? Yeah, just it's going to be dudes being dudes. Guys being dudes. And, and, <laughs> and ladies being dudes. Yep. Everybody's being dudes. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're, We're all, all dudes. dudes. Yeah. We're all dudes hanging out. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait for it. We're going to have a blast. So Zaptic Italian Village, Sunday, 3 to 5, pregame there. Head over to the stadium, assuming you're going. If you're not going, you can obviously watch the game there, mm-hmm. too. So that's all good. But, yeah, Zaptic Italian Village, that is where you need to be, and I can't wait. Oh, and by the way, if you're wondering, like, hey, uh, that's cool, that's fun, but uh, I'm more of like a World Cup fan. When will you be doing things around the World Cup? When the World Cup arrives. We will be doing lots of things at that spot. So be ready for that. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to have you out there. All right. Let's talk about, I guess we should start with what happened in the midweek game. And then we'll get into the bigger picture stuff. Because I think there's a lot to unpack there for the city of Columbus as a pro sports town. Uh, Wednesday night, Guru go to DC United. No starting nod for either Lucas Zellerion or Cucho Hernandez, mm-hmm. which is not a surprise. I mean, we said this last week on the podcast, and then after we said it, Caleb Porter came out and confirmed what we already pretty much everyone thought. Cucho Hernandez is not 90 minutes fit yet. Working his way up to that, but not there yet. Mm-hmm. We also knew with three games in seven or eight days, whatever it is, yeah. they were probably going to manage the minutes. So neither of those guys started. Makes sense. And it, it didn't go great for the crew first half of that game. They did not look as good as I would want them to. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly had some hairy moments there. A little bit better than the Chicago game. Yes, yes, that's that. true. Didn't get didn't get smoked in the first half. Just it was it was hairy. It wasn't as good as you want to see. But what's happened, right? Second half, you you put in Cucho Hernandez, Lucas Zellerion mm. together. That pairing is already starting to blossom yeah, into they're a, okay beautiful soccer relationship. Oh man. And, and you know what? When, when Hernandez scored the goal last uh, in the Chicago game, which we haven't even, I guess, talked about that. This yeah. has all happened since we last <laughs> talked, Right. but that Chicago game, Zellerion was off the field mm-hmm. and Kucho Hernandez comes in and I mean, they were on the field together for a little bit and then he gets subbed off. Zellerion does. But when Kucho scores the game winner, and runs to the corner. Who is the first guy there to greet him? Zellerion off the bench is sprinting down the sideline to get to him. And I thought that was just a really cool moment. But you can tell these two seem to have chemistry. Yeah, absolutely you can. And going back to the midweek game. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it is our first time since we've talked. I mean, you and I have obviously talked off the air about all this that has gone on with the crew. Great comeback win in Chicago. 
I mean, dream start for Kucha, right? And we that. nailed that. We we said 30 minutes. It's going to be yeah, that's where it's going to be. 20, 30 minutes and hope he gets a goal. And he, he got gets a, a game winner. By the way, uh, round of applause, Derek Etienne oh, as man. well. Luis so D- good. For, that, so good. Also, the ball on the second goal oh. by the crew on Saturday. Great job by Luis Diaz. Well, the goal, the the last two goals, right? Because yeah. Diaz also sprang. Uh, Spranged? Yes. That's that's a word. Spranged. Spranged. Hey, y'all, we spranged him. Uh, <laughs> spranged him out of jail. Uh, no, Cucho Hernandez was sprung by that ball from Luis Diaz from mm-hmm. the midfield. A beautiful ball. Perfect pace on it. And then his touch was looked like it was almost too big. Yeah. But I want to believe that was... That was Kucha Hernandez's skill where he's like, yeah, I touched this a little far. Come on out, keeper. You can get to this ball. Come right out and then boop. Yep, right over his head. It was master class if that's what he was really doing. So that was fantastic already. So your expectations, and we talked about that last week, are you a little bit tepid or are you all in, right? Right. And I think that parlaying that from Saturday into the midweek game against D.C. on the road, you're like, okay, it's obvious that he's got the talent. I mean, we just saw the team was totally different when Cucho came in as to when he was off the field. And then you get to the game against DC. Oh my. You lay him in there. Oh my. I don't know how to describe it when he scored his first goal. I mean, outside of the box, left side, right footed, no goalie in the world's getting to that. No. And And that's his specialty too. Like that's what he is known to do. Get him the ball outside of the box and let him do his thing. If he opens up some space and that's exactly what happened. So already you go from, Decently big expectations, $10 million, okay, scores a goal, first game, game-winning goal, good expectations. He comes in, he does that, Yes. and you're saying to yourself, oh, wow, okay, now this is really serious stuff. And then, let alone, uh, turns around, scores another header, which, by the way, he scored three different kind of goals already, yes. which I think, as any crew fan will say, like, the multitude and the variety that he's putting the ball into the back of the net, even though we've had such a small sample size so far, like uh, jaw on the ground, dude, uh, he's, he's been, he has not played. He's played 88 total game minutes. Cause he played 45, obviously in this one. And then whatever he played, I mean, guess what he subbed in fairly early in the uh, Chicago game yeah. too. But those are both second half. He has not played a full 90 minutes total. I'm not saying in one game. I'm saying total minutes on the field in black and gold. He is already third on the team this year in goals. (laughs) He has not played 90 total soccer minutes. He has three goals. He is tied for the third place on the team because there's like two other guys that have three goals. I think Etienne leads the team with five. So give him another game and he just may be leading leading the team in goals in his first possibly full game. If he starts <laughs> at FC Cincinnati, who knows, right? Uh, not at the FC Cincinnati. Obviously it's here at the LDC. So yeah, he's, he's a monster. He is everything you hope for when you spend $10 million to yeah. bring a player here. Immediate impact too. ridiculous impact. And you know, you, you brought up that, that first goal he had the, the meat hook. I mean, I saw some people saying, I've never seen a player, you know, put a goal like that. No, very few players that the crew have ever had could, could make a goal like that. Mm-hmm. I would say like back in the day, there were, there have been guys, you know, guys like Stern John could certainly do stuff like that. Darlington Nagby scores one of those a year. Yeah. And, uh, Will Trapp had one that was like, again, not yeah. a meat hook like that, but a ridiculous. And then of course, Justin Merrim, J nine, he, he used to put in meat hook type goals. What's different about this guy. They're already giving him the bare minimum space you get in MLS. Yeah. 
it, the next step is they're going to have to bring three guys at him. They're going to have to triangle him and, and get around him. And like, they're going to have to screw up their defense to stop him. And then that should lead to Derek Etienne, more space, Luis, D, Luis Diaz, more space. Mm-hmm. And of course, Lucas El Rayon, acres of space. Like you can't just all these teams have tailored to defense, to stop Lucas El Rayon. Now they're gonna have to redo that to stop Cucho Hernandez. This is what we had hoped it would be. And I will tell you what, Caleb Porter, I, you you have been given a gift, my friend. Yeah. Because whatever was going wrong with the team right now, it all looks better when that dude is on the field. Well, they've so. been just climbing up the it, it sucks too. I know we'll get into this in our in our next segment. The way that that game ended and yeah. the interference again on the goalie for it's, two, it's, t- two times in the last two weeks. I can't believe. Well, yeah, we'll do this next. We'll talk about how VAR is failing the crew right now. On and both then, sides. On both sides. Failing the crew. And then also the monumental week that we've had here with the signings in Columbus. We'll talk about all this next. You're listening to Bone and Beam United brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. We are brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Don't forget, be there Sunday, the 17th. That is this Sunday, 3 to 5 p.m., Zaftig Italian Village. Hell is real pregame party with yours truly, Bone and Bean. Yep. We will be united at that bar. All the details, you can find them on Twitter, at 971thefan, at Bone Beam United. The detail is that we're going to be there from 3 to 5. Zaftig Italian Village. Yep. Get there, party with us, go to game, watch KFC get destroyed by... Cucho Hernandez, hopefully. Yeah. And Lucas El Rayon and all parties involved with the crew. Uh, which, by the way, real quick, before we go further, you mentioned in the last segment, Darlington Nagby snagged the all-star game nod. Nice. Very well deserved. Good for him. I think there's a few more guys that could also get that nod, but whatever. They, they got to do it the way they got to do it. Darlington Nagby got it. Very cool to see. Now, please don't get hurt in that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please. I hope he doesn't play at all. I hope, I hope he gets the accolade, gets the bonus check, yeah. whatever you get, and then yep. doesn't play a second of soccer in that game. I don't want him to play. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about the VAR situation mm-hmm. was. So you've already had a goal in the Philadelphia game called back for interference. I don't get it. I, I still don't get it. I know that's like a week and a half old or whatever, but I still don't understand it. Um, this game, you have this VAR situation again, where there's interference called balls in the back of the net and it's taken off the board. And I, I, I still refuse to understand this. I'm not saying that there couldn't be some cause for it, but to me, that's these 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 are blown calls. These are not good. And pro needs to answer for this. The the referee organization that that makes these calls. These are bad calls. They're not good. And you have VAR, and you're not you're not making the right call. All that, right, so that sucks. Going back to the Philly game, think that one is was a little bit closer and tighter. That's than- fine. That's fine. Yeah. You could say that one's closer. Of of all these, of the three calls we're talking about, that one's probably the one that I'd say of the three makes the most sense. Yeah, Philly. Given that you've made this absurd ruling now. And also Philly's goalie was flat-footed and looking at the ball, which leads you to believe, I don't know where the ball's at. I'm being blocked by someone. Okay, I can can deduct that. Yeah, maybe. Midweek game, D.C. United, ball in the air. Yeah. Goalie diving after ball, ball in back of net, goal then waved off. Like, I don't understand goalie tracking the ball. How are you going to call that goalie interference with the player offside? 
I, I don't understand. I don't know. It's it's beyond me. And that one that one's terrible, right? So that one that's an awful call. Then you get the two goals from Cucho Hernandez, mm-hmm. which <laughs> worth all the money. Again, I can't state yeah. this enough, and we will talk <laughs> about that more. But you get the two goals from Cucho Hernandez. You get everything you want out of this, and then you have a right at the end of the game. You're up two to one. You're trying to kill off a game on the road. I have a problem with how the crew just kept trying to unlock another goal out of this DC defense, which on one hand, I appreciate being aggressive, but on the other hand, you're on the road and you desperately need all three pointers you can get against bad teams, especially in DC United qualifies. That's why they just fired their manager. So all that said, you've got to see this to three points. You got two goals from one guy, a sub brought him in to do this. He does it. You a job done. Now see the game out. And then what do you do? You're you're screwing around. You give DC too many opportunities mm-hmm. in their offensive third. And then you end up with this situation where I still can't describe to you for the life of me how how you are allowed as a DC player was to hack down crew defender and I mean jumps on his back yes. and then scissor kicks him and somehow that's all play, just like play, play, play on, play yeah. on, nothing to see here. And then the cross off of that ends up going Bounces in. around 19 different times and <sighs> skirts in. So there's so many problems I have with that Beamer. And I do have a problem with VAR. That one to me, because they, they reviewed it and then said, Oh, fair play. Fine. Fair play. Nothing to see here. Normal soccer play, I guess. I Ow. guess. I don't, I How don't do know. How do you look at that and say that? I don't know. And may, maybe I'm wrong on VAR. Can they not review that? Maybe that's not reviewable. I don't know. I I don't know how it's not. It's Even foul. if it's not, it should be called in live time. Well, yes, right. That's pick, all bad. Pick your foul, whichever one you want, the one to take him down or keeping him on the ground. It's all bad. There's no good answer for me that anyone can give on why that happened. Now, multiple things can be true at the same time. Because I've already seen this argument of like, well, regardless of that, they shouldn't have, you know, it's yes, the crew shouldn't have been screwing around at the end of that game with the ball and shouldn't have gotten into this position. They also shouldn't have given up the first goal because there was horrible miscommunication. Well, dude, this back line right now, yeah, and Jonathan Mensah wasn't playing last night, so that's, a you know, again, I, I'd like to believe, and Nagby wasn't playing, not that he's part of the back line, but he is obviously a, kind of the spearhead of the defense. I'm a Roma coach. Right. Like, those two guys not being in there definitely, I think, hurt. Um, and maybe this doesn't happen if if that's the case, but... Ultimately, this is the type of thing that you cannot allow to have happen. Road, home game, I don't care. Your defense has to be better than this. And so that's a problem. They need to shore that up. But the foul was egregious, Mm -hmm. and it should have been called, and you should not have had that goal be allowed. It should have been two to one with, you know, a couple minutes to play. And then whatever happens after that happens. But multiple things can be true. The crew screwed up the end of that game and gave away two points on the road, and they absolutely got jobbed by the officials on the end of that game. And so, third option, Cucho Hernandez is he's great. I I don't he's, know what to say about it. Let him. me tell you right now. Uh you're you're pretty much going to have to spend money on a 9 jersey in mm. black and gold yep. and a 13 jersey in blue and red. <laughs> Union Blues baby cuz yeah. Johnny Hockey's coming here and if you haven't seen this, I mean, I don't know how you missed it. Neighbor Eric, let me help Neighbor you out. Eric. Big Blue Jackets fan, actually. Oh, so he knows. Yeah. So he's excited about Johnny Goudreau. Everyone's yeah. excited, man. Johnny Goudreau is is a guy who put in 115 points in in the National Hockey League last year. 
You know the number, the highest number of points a Jackets player's ever had? It hasn't broken 90. <laughs> never. They've never had a guy score 100 points in a season, and the guy that's coming in scored 115 last year. So the Jackets business that they usually do, and I think this is why we're excited about this. So you have young international player, Cucho Hernandez, comes over from the Premier League deciding, you know what, out of anywhere I've had options to play. Yeah, anywhere. I'm going to play in Columbus, Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. Okay, that's unbelievable. Good job. Jackets fans, I'm not used to this. Usually, right. if you bring in a big name, you're trading for player and then hoping that they're going to sign a contract well, extension later on. Hoping the, the road. player will leave his house, yeah. Jeff Carter. Like, and not just say, I don't even want to play there. Right. Right? Like that, I mean, that's happened. So, yes, to your point, this is this is new ground for, for CBJ fans. Johnny Gaudreau, from New Jersey, by the way, of Philadelphia, played at Boston College, was a free agent. Number one on the list of most important free agents this summer. Yes, the number one guy available. That guy chose Columbus, Ohio over the New Jersey Devils, the New York Islanders, the Philadelphia Flyers, everywhere. Shut them all down. Said, nope, I don't want to go there. Said, I want to live in Columbus. Yeah, I love it, man. This it's is the su- Hey, it's the summer of Columbus. It's Bones. the summer of Columbus, but I'll tell you right now, like I know we're a soccer podcast. I know obviously that's where our focus is. And you've heard a lot of us talking on the regular airwaves here throughout the week about this Johnny Goudreau signing and you will hear more about it. I'm sure. But th- this is monumental for pro sports in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And that's what I view. Like when we talk about the crew, that is the first pro sports team in this town in a major league, the number one pro league. I know we had the Clippers. We had the chill, like the Zogs. I got it. Like (laughs) lots of things. Right. But my point is this is one of the most monumental weeks for Columbus pro sports we've ever seen. Yeah. I can't even tell you right now what I care about the Buckeyes at this point. Like it's so far off my radar right now, beam, because you've got this huge signing in the soccer team. You've got this huge signing in the hockey Mm -hmm. team. You are going to have goals left and right for both of these guys. This is this is monumental for pro sports in this town, and I am thrilled. It's a major win for the city. I mean, let Huge alone if win. you're a soccer fan, you're a Blue Jackets fan, you're a combination of both, Buckeye fan, whatever. I mean, you're having international stars choose Columbus, Ohio as a destination. Yeah. This like, is and I think that's such an unbelievable thing to happen being a part of this city. People are there are people right now all over Europe that know who Johnny Gaudreau is because they watch the NHL. There are people all over Europe who know who Canada Hernandez is. Yeah. All hot and bothered that this dude chose Columbus. They're losing their mind. And you know what? (laughs) Get him get him a cannon at his house because he's gonna need to get used to it, because they're gonna fire that sucker a lot for that dude. All right, we'll take a break. We'll we'll continue just being happy about Columbus and all those things. But we will also talk about a guy who is an international star who uh can't figure out where he's gonna play this year, Beamer. Plays for your team technically right now, but Mm -hmm. No one seems to want him outside of that team, and he doesn't want to play for your team. So I don't know what to do about it. We'll talk about all that next. It's Bone and Beam United brought to you by Zaptic Italian Village. What a moment! Now back to Bone and Beam United. Brought to you by Zaptic Italian Village. Don't forget, hell is real. Watch party. This Sunday, 3 to 5 p.m. at Zaftig Italian Village. Beam will be there. I will be there. I'm going to be blitzed. Oh, I can't wait. $5 fireball. We'll have $7 wings with special Hell is Real mm. sauce. Oh, it's going to be good. That sauce provided by Cucho Hernandez. Because yes. Because he is putting the sauce on everything right now. The, the Oh, I still can't get over, man. That shot that he had yeah, that's nasty. against D.C. United outside the box. This is This is, I'm telling you. 
for those of you who love soccer and and watch it, I'm not breaking any news, but maybe you're just hearing this because you're newer to soccer, you're trying to get into it, whatever. Like that's MLS. MLS is throw. They're going to throw their best at him without fouling him. That's what they've been doing now. Yep. The next step is he's going to get the crap kicked out of mm-hmm. him and how he responds to that. And here's the good news. He played in the Premier League where they kick the crap out of everyone. Right. So it's not like he's going to be completely unseasoned to that. You are going to have a lot of free kicks. You are going to have a lot of penalty and kicks. And last time I checked, a uh, decent guy that we have on our roster named <laughs> yeah. Lucas Elleran, pretty good at free kicks. Pretty good. I'll tell you what, though. I wonder between the two of them. I don't know because that meat hook out of nowhere from Pedro Cucho Hernandez, Pedro's there too. Pedro, by the way. Mm. He's on the he was on the line. Again, you can have you can get screwed by VAR and also he's standing on the line keeping everyone on side and the ball hit him in the foot and still went in the net. Yeah. That's you gotta you gotta if you're gonna stand there, you gotta clear it out when the ball hits you in the <laughs> freaking foot. How do you frickin', think Wayne frickin' I wanna clarify? I said frickin' foot. Mm, frickin' frack. Frickin' frickin' foot. How do you think uh, Wayne Rooney feels after that game last night? Oh I bet he doesn't feel great. I mean, well, he probably feels good that they got the, the they came back and tied it up, but yeah, that was uh it was quite a thing. So he's now taking the job at DC, mm-hmm. played there, obviously. Uh, well, I guess not obviously. Maybe not everybody remembers that, but we certainly do because yeah. you were excited about it when mm-hmm. it happened to see him playing in MLS, and he had one of the greatest assists I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes, in in any soccer field anywhere in the world, uh, which oddly enough has a connection to Hell Is Real. We will discuss, but where he tracked back, won a ball, and then fires it like 80 yards of field right to the At head. At the end of, of the game where he is gassed. Right to the head of the shortest player on the field, mm-hmm. Luciano Acosta, who is all of five foot three and 130 pounds soaking wet. And that guy puts a header in the back of the net for D.C. many moons ago. Anyway, so now you've got Wayne Rooney coming to D.C. United. Mm-hmm. But he didn't, he didn't manage this game because he couldn't get the work visa stuff sorted out in time. Thoughts on uh, Wayne Rooney coming back to the league. So we were talking off the air about this and, you know, usually you roll into the radio station as I'm getting ready to leave or prepping the show for tomorrow and, you know, doing everything. And we literally had a 45 minute conversation and not once did we mention Wayne Rooney because there was all this stuff going on. Uh, And then, you know, you and I got to talking about it. Wayne Rooney is my favorite Manchester United player of all time. He's number one. He's number one in my book. He, him and Cristiano Ronaldo are the reason that I got into Manchester United. You go back in the day with Paul Scholes and Ryan Giggs and that team that won the Champions League. Like that's, that is Manchester United for me. That's like the golden era and where I started watching and where my fandom, you know, came from. Wayne Rooney's still my guy. Still love Wayne Rooney, Manchester United player. He's not coaching here in Columbus. He's got nothing to do with the city of Columbus, Bone. Uh, do I think he can be a good MLS manager? Yeah, it was very weird how the whole Derby thing went down. He was paying players out of his own pocket because the team was in such financial shambles. Like, it was very, very weird. They got relegated. And so you realize, eh, he's probably not going to stick around. Comes over to D.C. I mean, I think it's obvious that it's a stepping stone job for him. He'll probably be in the Premier League at some time. Not my guy as a manager, though. I cannot, in any good faith, right? Of cheer course. for... DC United or Wayne Rooney. Like of best of luck, not. but no, no way. Well, it's nice you didn't have the conflict of interest there, you know, when this game was happening in the midweek, because at least you didn't have to like see him out there and mm-hmm. be like, ah, I got to root against my guy. But I, you know, Guillermo Barroscoloto for a lot of crew fans, he's that guy yeah. for a lot of us, certainly for me. 2008, that was 
like I was a crew fan already, but that was where I was like season ticket holder. That was the first time I'd really done that. And that era was when I was, well, I watched them be absolute dog poo for like 2006 and early parts, 2007. And they brought him in. So yeah, he was my guy. And then he went and managed LA galaxy. I didn't want to see the LA galaxy win. Not your guy until, I mean, until the crew weren't, you know, part of the playoffs or something, then it's like, well, if, if, then if he could win, I'd be okay with it, but not not in any other way. But yeah, I, I get that that's a con- a conflict a little bit. But yeah, you're a black and gold guy, mm-hmm. and it's you know that's that's what it is. If Wayne Rooney ever has something to do with black and gold, then I'm sure you'd be very excited about it. But yeah, that would be really amazing. Does, he then that's a different thing. By the <laughs> way, talking about your Manchester United, I don't want to anymore. Well, you met you mentioned Wayne Rooney and Cristiano and we have Ronaldo. To go to break. Goodbye. What? So Cristiano Ronaldo. The latest was Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea basically said, yeah, we're not interested. We're not trying to pursue him. We're not trying to make that happen. So, okay. Uh, where's this dude going to play? Is he going to find his way back to old Trafford? He's going to do that thing. Yeah. So it's been really interesting. So United set, set sail last week for not set sail. I mean, they took a plane, but you know what I mean? Uh, they set sail for their off in Thailand where they took down Liverpool four nil. Uh, so that's good. You know, we got that in the bag. Yeah. Uh, so anytime you can beat Liverpool, it's a good feeling. Take, they want a trophy. trophy. That's yeah. right. Um, take that Jurgen Klopp and the Liverpool supporters here. Um, I'm sure they're so, heartbroken. Yeah. Uh huh. Very much so. So, you know, if you read the reports and like, there's so many different reports out there and it's silly season and you really don't know what to believe. So Ronaldo's excused from the team. Obviously he had a ton of personal stuff go on last year with his family and the loss of a child. And like, I can't imagine that. And so no. United's whole perspective on this thing, if you've been following them, like Eric Ten Hag and the new brass at old Trafford had said, this is an excused absence for Ronaldo. He's not expected on our tour, but he is still a Manchester United player. Now, other side of the foot, you read into that, Cristiano Ronaldo, I am not in Champions League. I want to play in Champions League. I want to go somebody somewhere else so that I can play in big European fixtures. I understand that from his perspective. But, hey, man, the problem is you signed a two-year contract, and if you don't have another party that is interested in bringing you in, which I would think there would be a team interested in bringing in Cristiano Ronaldo, for God's sake, but that doesn't look like it's actually going to happen. So, a lot of rumors flying around that like Napoli could be interested in him. A Juventus return. Bayern Munich has been another name. And then Chelsea entered the fray in this as well. And we sat here and talked about this last week. I'm like, I just can't envision United giving him up to Chelsea. Well, it turns out Chelsea's just not even interested in bringing Cristiano Ronaldo in, which why not? I don't know. They would shell, sell 3 million Cristiano Ronaldo shirts in like the first week on sale. But I just now it leads you to believe like, Cristiano Ronaldo's kind of running out of options here. He is. Yeah. He, and so, he, I mean, at least as far as playing for teams that are in Champions League. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could go play for like Club Bruges or something, and they, they're probably going to make it back Him in. and Colin Farrell <laughs> right. would both have a bad time in Bruges. Yeah. yeah. Good reference. <laughs> Thanks. Good job. Yeah, I just, all I know is, you're right. Like an Italian side makes a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. because it seems like that's where... For lack of a better term, I don't want to call it stupid money. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. It's probably not that stupid. But that seems where it's like, oh, out of nowhere, here's the transfer fee that's necessary to make this player be well, available. It was rumored like 15 million, too. So it's like, it's not. Oh, that's not too bad. It's not crazy, yeah. but his wages of like 500000 a week is. Are the Haslam's aware that it's just like five million more than what they paid for Cucho Hernandez to get Cristiano Ronaldo? Maybe. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you're going to be all forwards at some point, right. but maybe they Neighbor should. Eric, settle down. <laughs> Settle down, neighbor Eric. (laughs) Settle down. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, we're going to take a break here. We'll come back. Final segment of the show. And what we are going to talk about is probably the thing you've been waiting for us to talk about. And we want to get into it too. Hell is real. The preview. What's on the line here? We're going to talk about all that next. It is Bone and Beam United brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. We've been talking about it all podcast. We'll keep mentioning it this Sunday, 3 to 5 p.m. Hell is real pregame. We will be out at Zaftig Italian Village just hanging out, enjoying your company, I hope. Hopefully you'll make it out there. We've got some Hell is real stickers if you come out. we got 100 of them. Well, actually 96 of them because Beamer lit four of them on fire. Just I did. So it to be crew appropriate. Yep. Uh, so anyway, we've got those to give away. So come out and say hi. And of course, $5 fireball, $7 wing special with special hell is real sauce. The food is always great at Zaptic Italian Village, as you always hear us talk about mm-hmm. on this show. So make sure you come out and say hi to us. All right, let's talk about this game. The crew, of course, know exactly what's at stake. Kentucky FC, they know exactly what's at stake. Kentucky FC has had finally a season, aka FC Cincinnati, where they feel like, hey, we're actually playing like a real soccer team. I was going to say, at least going into this one and... I know the expectations are pretty big, of course, with Cucho's arrival and what this team is doing and trying to get themselves out of a, a little bit of a mess that they created for themselves a little bit earlier in the season. It seems like to me, Bone, and I tell me if I'm wrong, like this is kind of got the most juice surrounded of a hell is real match just because of where since he's at, at the, on the table and where we're at on the table. Yeah, it, it definitely is, is up there. I mean, it's, it's a short and small rivalry, no doubt, right? It's, it's, you know, barely five years old, but this rivalry is, this is one of the biggest matches you will ever see in this rivalry, right? It is the home debut likely for Cucho Hernandez yep. to possibly start or come in as a sub either way. He's start. I would hope so. And I hope he can go the full 90. I mean, he did put in 45, you know, again, this is a guy who's still in kind of his preseason more or less, and they don't want to risk an injury with him. You got the full season you need him healthy for, but um, so let's, let's give you, if you've not been following at all, Let's talk a little bit about what FC Cincinnati's been doing. Inform me. Uh, they, in the midweek, just dropped points to the Vancouver Whitecaps, your other favorite team. I love them. I know you do. Mega um, fan. <laughs> so that that was not a great look for them. They were at home in front of, I might add, 21,000 fans. Okay, that's not a great midweek attendance for the tickle. Mm. You're supposed to have 30,000 people out there, right? Isn't that kind of your thing? Like, you got the big attendance. Whatever. Anyway, I thought Mid-week we were game. being attendance shamed. Well, I'm just saying, since they always want to bring it up down there, because it's the only thing they ever have to hang their hat on. They certainly don't have, you know, good play on the field usually to hang it on. They've got wooden spoon hooks to hang them on, but anyway. Well, their baseball team is drawing a lot of attendance this year, too. <laughs> no, come on. To be you fair, know, it's my the, baseball team, too. All the fans at FC Cincinnati, they've all got their Joe Burrow jerseys on. They're like, what? <laughs> Who? Uh, no, but that's fine. That's good. Good for FC Cincinnati this year. They're actually playing well. Um, but they dropped points last night or a couple nights ago against Vancouver because that that is certainly a game that they should have won. They were up two to one. They gave away goal late. Boy, bad do they form have out a of history them. of doing that. They do. Now, here's the other thing that's weird about FC Cincinnati. They got off to an amazing start. They were like top three or four in the league. They have since come back to that final playoff spot. Thereabouts, like six or seventh in the in the table in the Eastern Conference because they keep dropping points they keep they have tied their last four matches they are they haven't won a game since june 24th okay so that's a bit of a downturn in their form now why are they so good this year uh well among other things 
They have Luciano Acosta, who we talked about. Lucha Acosta is a tremendous MLS player. He has been very good for many years in this league. We talked about that Wayne Rooney assist that that we loved. Yep. The little five foot three guy that headed that in was Lucha Acosta. That's one of the, the guy greatest, you got to watch out for. One of the greatest plays I've ever seen in, in, in all my years of watching MLS. It is one of the best plays I have ever seen from anyone on any field between him and Wayne Rooney. That was excellent. But so he's dangerous. He's their ten. He's you got you. You cannot underestimate how good he is. And he just got the first ever All Star nod for any FC Cincinnati player ever in their history. Good for him. Good for him. Bad for them as far as how bad they've been. But yeah, he's 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 stout, man. He's tough. Uh, they just added. Why am I blanking on who it is? Is it Sergio Santos? I want to say is the guy's name that they added. Who's another like like forward player in MLS who's been around for a little bit, like done some things. They just added him not too long ago, but they're, they have had some tremendous success because they actually have now some scores. Like Brenner has finally, he's stuck around and he's finally turned into like a player for them. Um, and then they have a guy who reminds me of Miguel Barry, but like better. Does and, he have neck tats? Uh, no. He, <laughs> okay. No, he doesn't. It's, um, What's it? It's Vasquez. Why am I blanking on his first name? It's Brandon Vasquez. Brandon Vasquez, 10 goals this year. Oh, like not messing around. This dude can play. And he, but like, he's big like Eric Berry, mm-hmm. but better than Eric Berry, if I'm honest. He has to be. You got 10 goals in MLS. Who is Eric Berry? Why did I say Eric Berry? <laughs> Miguel Berry, of course. I don't know why I keep saying Eric Berry. Good God. My sports fandom is mixing with my crew fandom. Boy. <laughs> Like former Eric Barry, former safety for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. Eric Barry, <laughs> also mixing with Miguel Barry, terrified of horses. Eric Good Lord, Barry. well, yes, that's right, he is. I'm sorry for everybody that I just gave an aneurysm to <laughs> Miguel Barry. God, anyway, so you've got to watch out for this attack. They are FC Cincinnati can score goals. That is not a question. But you know how they gave up their second goal in this Vancouver game? How you know how they give up a lot of goals this year when they do give them up? It is in transition. Okay. You have seen how has Cucho Hernandez looked so far in transition? Great. Pretty damn good. So Derek Etienne, by the way, looked pretty good in transition, mm-hmm. right? Luis Diaz, like get these guys running at that FC Cincinnati defense. I do not want to see a lot of empty bucket. Like I do not want to see you passing around 27 mm-hmm. times. This needs to be a very direct, quick, fast game from the crew. And I think they can beat FC Cincinnati. I mean, obviously they can beat them, but... I think this th- that's how you win this game is by playing direct, quick, fast, because they are bad in transition, especially defensively. They are bad. Now, it should be noted that Vancouver game, uh, Lucha Acosta did not play. Had a, another guy, too. I, I forget who else was suspended for. Eric Berry. Eric Berry was suspended for yellow card accumulation. So, yeah, those guys didn't play in the midweek, so they'll be fresh. So they're not going to they're, – they're ready to. They know what this means. You want to show who the dominant team is in Ohio. They want to do all that, even though they live in Kentucky. The point is they want to make sure that the crew know they're for real this year. They're not a wooden spoon contender. It's going to be quite an atmosphere. Ridiculous atmosphere. uh, For Sunday evening. Hell is real. FC Cincinnati. I I really do. I know there are concerns about Cucho and getting him up to speed too fast. You've got to start him. I I, I agree. You got... The guy's gotten 30 minutes. He's gotten 45 minutes. He's had three goals. You have to start. Well, here's here's what I would predict they're going to do. They're going to start him, and he's going to play 75 minutes. Right? And it's going to be 5-0 by the time that they pull. Let's hope so.
But I mean, I could almost see a scenario where he starts, but Zellerion doesn't, and then Zellerion comes on the second half, and they play together for like 30 minutes, right. and then something like that, because I know they're still trying to get Zellerion back to health. So, all right, hell is real. Coming soon. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to watch it. Join us, Zaptic Italian Village. We will see you out there 3 to 5 p.m. Sunday. Be there, hang out with us, get your Hell is Real sticker, and enjoy some wings and drinks and everything else. We will see you next week right here on Bone and Beam United. Take care.